You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey you guys, what's up? Welcome to J House Podcast Radio, episode number 63. Happy freaking Tuesday. Today was a pretty smooth Tuesday. Ran through for today pretty much. Um, had a few setbacks and dilemmas, but now I'm home now. Uh, in the office, the man cave, my place of solitude and fortress. Um, sipping on some wine, had me some chicken nuggets, and so I got me some wine, and I'm just relaxed and chilling. And so... Um, today's episode was something that I thought about while I was at work today, and I thought about it, um, when it comes down to villains in film, and one of the villains that's really overlooked, you know, especially within the past four or five years, was Jesse Eisenberg of Lex Luthor, which is based off the Birthright comic book where Lex Luthor was a much younger and crazy, uh, more aggressive, I might add, uh, character, um, you know, I'm not saying he isn't in his final form, but, you know, even younger, he was still, like, way beyond his time, and so, um, what Batman v Superman presented, what the portrayal that Zack and the creative team chose to go with was this younger Lex Luthor, who was just really coming into, his fortune and, you know, becoming this great company CEO and and doing all these things, but there's this underlying bitterness that he has and this hatred that he has, especially since the Black Zero event happened in uh, Man of Steel three years earlier. So now he's sort of this real, like, down-to-the-bone, I-hate-you-and-here's-why kind of villain. Um... There's never really been a villain that I've watched in any film, uh, possibly besides, you know, Ra's al Ghul from The Dark Knight, and um, I won't say Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, because it really wasn't exposition, he was just more of a come in and take over type villain, but never did I get as much exposition and backstory and build from a care of a, of a, from a villain like I did Lex Luthor in a superhero film and like just his expositions and like the way he went about mixing in politics and talking about you know what was going on with him as a child and why he hates Superman all the puns you know that other people would find hilarious but were in nature very dark and serious and you can sort of see the 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 reflections between um between BVS and Man of Steel when he's talking, um, you know, what's the, uh, the, the mother of a demon must be a witch, and the penalty for that is death by fire, um, that sort of flips on how Clark's mother, uh, in, on Krypton died by fire in that final shot as Krypton's dying, and so it's just those little key subtle things that make him really, um, that make Lex really awesome, but what I really wanted to focus on was the 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 conversation between um, 
between him and Superman during the tail end of Batman v Superman when um, Lex is, is just taunting Superman and he's throwing Lois off the roof. Superman saved her and so now they're having this conversation and it's just beautiful. Like I have to like just pull it up and read the exposition of it. Um, you know, just to just to get context of of what we're talk just to give you guys context of what we're talking about here. And so I, I just found it awesome. Um let's see. Let me see. gotta pull it up here but i love it man it's just like i think people look way over because they're like jesse eisenberg's so so quippy and he's this super lame you know boohoo you know he's just lame you know and i'm like how you know i'm like how is that you know how is he cringy he wasn't cringy in any way not that i saw you know and that was you know just the fact that people pretty much overlook it you know, it's it's just pretty sad, so I don't understand, you know, but I don't question it because people are crazy nowadays, you know, people don't know, don't know anything, but yeah, here's the transcript, um, here's the transcript, let's see here, okay, Superman comes in and he's like, I'll take you in without breaking you, which is more than you deserve, um, Lex responds with, that's the problem with you on top of everything else, you above all, you above all. Because that's what God is. Horus, Apollo, Jehovah, Cal El, Clark, Joseph, Kent. Now that now just that little part right there was deep because a lot of people don't understand that um, you know, for whatever religion you are, I'm Christian. So God is not only called God to me, but he is multiple there are multiple names, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, all these names. And just the attention to detail on that and the breakdown of that makes the speech more relatable because Lex is not just some crazy megalomaniac. He actually knows what he's talking about and there's reason behind his uh there's reason behind his cynicism or his madness, I like to say. Um he calls he calls uh Clark by his three part name, Clark Joseph Kent. He says, see what God, uh, what we call God depends upon our, our tribe, Clark Joe, because God is tribal. God takes sides. No man in the sky intervened when I was a boy to deliver me from daddy's fist and abominations. But I figured out way back, if God is all powerful, he cannot be all good. And if he is all good, he cannot be all powerful. Neither can you be. Now, just to pause on that part, to break that part down, really what, what people don't understand about this is that Lex is not only bitter toward his father because of the way his father treated him, he's bitter toward God in general. And and now Superman, now that he knows that Superman is here, and that just complicates whatever he had going on in his life. So, like, he's really like, he's. it's like, that's crazy. He's like, I figured out way back, if God is all-powerful, he cannot be all good. In reality... God is all good and he is all powerful. But in Lex's mind, he views God as like having to make this choice to either save people and to step in or to not. And to not step in and save people is taking all failure on your back and like you're not all powerful. You couldn't do it. 
you couldn't save anybody. And for him to do it would make him an absolute power, which in the eyes of humanity in this film makes Superman corruptible in their eyes. Absolute power corrupts to them, you know. And so from Lex's standpoint, it's like he's bitter. He's like, since, you know, I got treated this way since no one saved me, since God didn't save me from uh, my father's uh, har- uh, harmful deeds and actions to me. What makes you think that you, from this other planet, what makes you think you and all your power, Clark, can come down and save the world? What makes you think that you can make the world any better since nobody saved me? And Lex is, a, and let's not forget that Lex Luthor is like one of the smartest, if not the smartest mind in the DC universe. So we know from that standpoint that even though he's mad and bitter, like nobody helped me out. I did this junk on my own, you know, growing up. He still has this, he worked, he worked hard to get to where he is. He was super smart. He's genius level, it's beyond genius level intellect, you know, just not stirred by anyone. Wonder Boy in his own right. So it's not the fact that we're looking at Lex in a light of, oh, he's this super smart villain. No, it's he's this super smart villain or this victim that's grown up to have a bitterness toward his father and bitterness towards Superman now that he sees a little bit of what Superman could have been for him growing up. He despises everything Clark was because the thought of someone like Clark not being there for him in his younger days when he was being abused, you know, that that makes you mad. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure everybody's had that thought before. You know, everybody's been pretty upset at their at their um at a long lost parent who may have come back into their life at a later time. You know, where were you when times were rough? You know, where were you when we were starving and hungry? And now you come out of nowhere with all of this, you know, and you're ready to step in. And there's that hesitant anger there. There's that bitterness like you were never here. So, of course, I hate you now, you know. And so that's sort of relatable. That's that's very relatable. Um, But moving on from Lex's personal problems in the dialogue, it also it also Superman asks, what have you done? And Lex says, hmm, and tonight they will. Yes, because you, my friend, have a date across the bay, ripe fruit, his hate. Two years growing, but it did not take much to push him over. He's talking about Bruce, and he says, you're going to fight Bruce to the death. And he's like, um, Clark's like, no, you think I'll fight him for you? And Lex is like, you think, you know, you guys know how the, di- <clears throat> how the dialogue goes. I'm pretty sure we watched Batman all collectively have watched Batman v Superman over a billion times. Lex uh, reveals that he has Superman's mother. And uh, he says, close, but I'm not talking about Lois. No, every boy's special lady is his mother. And he shows the pictures and he's like, Martha, 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 why? The mother of a flying demon must be a witch. And the punishment for witches, what is that? That's right, death by fire. It's subtle things like that. Subtle things like that that in the and people are like BVS is horribly written. How? How is it horribly horribly written when it's full of these subtle hints, not necessarily coincidental, trying to trying to be coincidental hints, but just like it's natural writing that 
that's raw and like just really like there. It's not some made up stuff to try to like just put it there to put it there, but it's meaningful. It means something and it makes you think like, wait, how did Clark's mother die? Oh, and it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. It's layers to it. You know, it's just layers to it. But um, other than that, those are just two examples that I just wanted to dig into about why Lex is a super, super freaking awesome villain and that everyone overlooks him. Not everyone, but people who don't like this interpretation of Lex Luthor have no idea what they're looking at. If they really wanted to, including I myself, go read go read Birthright. Go read that storyline about Superman and, and a younger Lex Luthor. I would definitely I need to go read it because there may be some dots to connect and some things to see there. But it's just interesting to see how everyone could hate on such a compelling, twisted character, you know, on a on a great villain. That's two back to back villains to me. General Zod was freaking amazing, and Lex came in and was even more awesome. So, like, I'm not even going to trip on that. But the fact that people hate Lex and don't know why, instead of, you know, reading in between the fine print and learning some of these things that make him awesome, as a villain, befuddles me. It's crazy. But, anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I just thought about it all day today at work, so I wanted to do the podcast on that episode today. But, uh, go ahead and favorite this podcast, man. Let me know what you guys think. What do you think about Lex Luthor from Batman v Superman? Where do you think the character the character could go in the future um, if they release, if and when they release the Snyder Cut, which I think, I know they better, you know. So, what do you think is going to be the future of the character, um... Nobody can play him better than Jesse Eisenberg to me. I love Jesse's uh, interpretation. It was off the chain. Flawless. Um, But yeah, favorite this as your podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Every time you guys tune in and listen, that's more money coming toward the J House brand and support J House Comics. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a blessed day and peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.